going for boost over well i think going for boost if you're a boost merchant like someone like aj or someone you go for boost <laughs> hundred percent of the time yes always every second of every game balls going in your net don't worry about it go get the boost and make sure you've got the full 100 to celebrate with the other team Welcome to the Boost Over Ball podcast, where three aggressively average Rocket League players talk about everything RLCS with your hosts, Ace, Code Red Jack, Kyle Cube, and AJ Binky. So if you've ever wondered when the best time to go for Boost Over Ball is, you've come to the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boost Over Ball podcast. To listeners new and old, hello and welcome to the show, and thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first episode, welcome. If this is not your first episode, welcome back. Today, I'm here with head coach for Kansas State Rocket League and uh, friend of the podcast, Red. How's it going, man? Going pretty good. Going pretty good. How about yourself? Living the dream. Get to talk some more Rocket League. Oh, yeah, the best. <laughs> yeah. But today we'll be talking about some roster rumors and roster moves that have been confirmed, um, some CRL action, most notably the te- the remaining 16 teams that qualified for fall 2023 league play, and uh, briefly going over um, uh, stuff from stage one of the Salt Mine 3 1v1 tournament. So uh, Red, why don't you take us away with some of the roster moves that have happened so far? Sure thing. Got a couple roster moves for you guys today. Uh, BDS just announced that Exotic and Drawly will be uh, playing alongside Monkey Boon this upcoming season. It's definitely going to be another powerhouse European team. Shocker. Um, OSM and Flitz have announced they are leaving uh, Gaming Gladiators. AJG is off Complexity. Virtuoso is leaving Elevate. And uh, the other way around, Drifinho is uh, Drifinho, sorry, will be joining Furia. Uh, what were we thinking about those roster changes there? Drafino playing with Lost and Yan is unreal. Yeah, that that just seems like a, so many mechanics on one team. They are going to be scary this, maybe, uh, this next season. Maybe a European like Team Liquid kind of situation. So I'm excited to see what happens with that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious to see who Crew uh, is going to uh, uh, replace in, in place of Drafino because he came from Crew, correct? Yes, correct. I'm, yeah, so I'm curious to see who, how the crew will fill that hole because he was a pretty pretty uh, notable player for them. So, um, but that BDS squad, Exotic Drawly and Monkey Moon, Drawly a new face to the scene, I believe. Yes. Um, but curious to see uh, what another rookie, European rookie, you know, got some high bars to meet with Zen. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really liked Exotic's play on Carmine Core, so I think this is a good addition for for BDS. I think he pairs well with Monkey Moon. Um, but yeah, Drawly kind of an unknown quality. I'm excited to see what happens with that. Um, Flitz recently acquired by Gaming Gladiators now quickly off before the season ends. So I'm interested to see what happens there. Maybe he's, you know, changing regions again, cause he is a U.S. player, but was in APAC. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. Yeah. That's really interesting that they picked someone up and then dropped him so quickly. So I wonder if he's trying to like pair up with OSM maybe, or if he's 
just wasn't quite liking the vibes over there at gaming. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. And AJG missing an open net so bad that he gets kicked from a team. Um, Every Rocket League player's worst nightmare. <laughs> no kidding. Like that's like one of the things you like you look back on from the last season. You like it's like the biggest like what if I know like Disney Plus did like the Marvel what if series. Like what if AJG drops Vitality to lowers in that game? Like everything could be different. Yeah, there's there were so many crazy things that could have happened from that, but AJG nonetheless and now in free agency. Curious to see where he ends up. Um, couple places he could probably end up, but. You know, who knows? Maybe that open net miss will come to haunt him for future uh, future teams. Yeah, that actually could be a fun episode. Doing like what if, uh, AG, like what biggest what ifs in Rocket League? Like what if, um, Justin doesn't score that zero second goal? What if you know HAG doesn't miss that open net? Like the, the kind of things that would happen. That'd be what interesting. If, what if Cloud Nine stuck together? Yeah, dang. R.I.P. <laughs> they still have an opportunity to do something pretty cool, but I don't think they're gonna do it. <laughs> the copium. The copium. Yeah. But uh, with that, we'll jump into CRL. We'll just list out some of the teams that uh, qualified through qualifier number two and uh, have now rounded out the CRL uh, East and West Conference for CRL Fall 2023. So from east from the Eastern Conference, we have Ball State University, Illinois State University, Fisher College, number two, Oakland University, Rochester University, Nichols College, Akron Gold, and Bruton Parker College. And then from the Western Conference, we have Borogos, Missouri University of Science and Technology, University of Texas Arlington, University of Kansas, San Diego State University, Colorado State University, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, University of Missouri, and Dragones, Carolina. So the most notable thing, and the thing I think is really the biggest talking point going into CRL league play is in the Eastern Conference, we have Akron with two teams, Northwood with two teams, Fisher College with two teams. Now that is six of the 16 schools or 16 teams are duplicates. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan. Uh, I feel like they should limit it to one university. Uh, it just seems like what's the point in having uh, qualifiers when you can have more than one team in it? Cause then it turns into, Oh, what university can collect the most highest skilled players with the, you know, with their, the most funding. You know, you got schools that have a lot more funding and scholarships that can shell out that money to your your bubble players, your your pro players that are up and coming and just kind of almost uh, Pokemon collect them all. So yeah. uh, I'm not a fan, but, uh, you know, I'm not running the show. So this is true. Well, it can't. Do you give out scholarships to your players? Uh, we do. We just started recently. So nothing too crazy here at uh, Kansas State, but we've. Just recently, we started getting funding from our higher ups to provide scholarships, but uh, nothing that could bring in a you know a, a uh, heiress level player. That's similar to where we're at as well, though. You know, like most, a lot of these schools that are even qualifying, some of them do not have. A, it's not a varsity program, right? So it's not like a Division One uh, program. So you're not necessarily getting scholarships. A lot of them do now, but like you know, you're not a Northwood, right? You're not bringing in, you know. St- rlcs level players to compete on your teams you're not you know akron and although they're a different animal altogether because they <laughs> their recruiting class from last year included 13 ssls that is absurd i can barely find one let alone and 13 <laughs> so not all of them are scholarship and not all, not not all of them will ever even 
play for an Akron varsity team. So, Jeez. like, the rich get richer in that case. And, like, in my opinion, CRL is about, like, you know, the schools and about the players, like, making a name for their school, right? So, like, having multiple teams from the same school kind of defeats the purpose, especially if they if they play against each other in in a sanctioned CRL match, which they will. Like, there will be, you know, Northwood versus Northwood, Akron versus Akron, etc. So, I mean, it's certainly, it makes it interesting, but, like, you know, why do people want to tune in to watch an in-house? Yeah. It's, it'll definitely be something that CCA will need to look at for the future, because I, I can't imagine a lot of people are happy about there being three schools having two teams, because, you know, that's three more spots that some of those bubble teams you see where they're, they, they make it to that final stage, they make it to the finals of quals and miss out by a couple games, and, you know, now... Now yeah. they have the duplicates. It's like, man, like that could have been us. And <laughs> I mean, team, you think about like <laughs> like Stockton University, right? They made they made a really deep run in CRL Worlds or yeah, CRL Worlds, and they are not even in CRL this semester. Um, I mean, they got a little bit you know bracket screwed and stuff like that. But you know, yeah. it, it's it's interesting to see you know because you kind of like with CRL at least in my opinion, you want to continue to grow it, right? And the way to grow it is to have more teams, not more of the same school, but more of, you know, more schools because that brings in more viewers because that brings in more people because it increases the comp- overall competitiveness of the Rocky League scene in the in North America, which is really what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? Why, why don't we just bring back North and South? Go, go old school. <laughs> no kidding. That'd be wild. I still got that. Uh, I think it's, I got a Northern decal back when I was watching college Rocky League when I was just in high school. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Those are those are some cool ones. And then more notably as well on the Western Conference, we have Columbia College as the only school with two teams in the Western Conference. But um, the 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 point still remains the same. I think we're both on the same page that it's really like I don't know if it's like in bad faith or you know what, but I, I think that there should be some kind of rule against having multiple teams in. Uh, in CRL. I agree. Okay. And with that, we'll now jump on to uh, Salt Mine, uh, some of the stuff that uh, has happened in Johnny Johnny Boy uh, and Chalked Cast's uh, 1v1 tournament. Um, I'll kind of run through. We'll start out in EU. I'll run through Group A. Um, we have Rawas going 4-1. We have TRK going 4-1. We have Vatira going 4-1. We have Oski going Two and three. We have Toxic going one and four, and we have Shady going zero oh and five. Um, you want to take us away with Group B? Sure thing. And I promise I'm reading a different group here. But we got Zen going four and one, uh, Nufo going four and one, Moxie going four and one, Ocalid going two three, Nas going one and four, and Atau going zero oh and five. So <laughs> those are different groups. There's no five. There's no five O's. Um, we. We kind of have a weird in in Group A. We have a weird like hybrid situation where Rawas loses to TRK, TRK loses to Vatira, and Vatira loses to Rawas. So kind of like a weird like triangle we 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 got going on. Um, we have Zen dropping a match to Moxie, and uh, it's I, I can't really say that I saw that coming. We have Nuepo beating Moxie, and um. Zen beats Nuepo. So another one of those weird 
triangle things up at the top. So it certainly looks like it's going to be interesting. Uh, but we have uh, the player, the way that uh, salt mine is going to work is the top two players in each group will qualify directly into the upper bracket. Uh, the, the middle two, so like third and fourth place will qualify through the lower bracket. Fifth place will qualify for stage two and have another shot at trying to make the brackets. So from EU, the players advancing to the upper bracket are Rawas, TRK, Zen, and Nuepo. Pretty notable here that three of these players are from Mina. Um, in moving on to the playoffs in the lower bracket, we have Vatira, Oski, Mozki, and Okalid. Moxie, sorry, and Okalid, you know, another Mina player, which is awesome to see. And uh, qualifying for stage two, we have Toxic and Nas. Does anything stick out to you about uh, the EU kind of group play f from this? Uh, no, I mean, it, it feels like it's it just following the same pattern of uh, France and Mina just continuing to rule the 1v1 scene over there. Uh, you know, I mean, you got Oski making an appearance there, but still, it just everywhere you look, you got, you know, pretty much all of... <laughs> All of Mina running these win ones. You got Zen, Vatira in there, and then uh, I'm curious. You know, Moxie's been running the one v one scene for a while, but uh, curious to see if uh, if and when he lands on a team. So it's interesting you bring that up because Oski is the only non Mina, non Saudi Arabian or French player in the top four in either group, Jeez. and he's Polish. <laughs> Well, Oski, best of luck to you. You got <laughs> ev ev everyone, everyone cheering for you besides France and uh, Saudi Arabia. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then moving into NA, we have uh, First Killer going four and one, CRR going three and two, Chronic going three and two, Wavy going three and two, Beast Mode going two and three, and Zapatos going zero oh and five. And then for uh, Group B, we got Evo going four and one, Daniel going four and one. AJ going two and three. Uh, is that S five Cosmic going two and three? Apparently Jack going two and three, and Race Bowl going one and four. So no one again. No one goes five zero. Um, I think that's you know pretty interesting to me. Uh, but we have CRR losing to Wavy. Um, Chronic loses to CRR. First Killer loses his match to. Beast mode. Beast mode. So interesting to see Beast mode take a game off a of first killer. You know, I kind of going into the tournament, I thought that he may be one of the people from NA that might go five zero. Uh, he's a very good ones player. Chronic has a good showing. Um, Evo is really the biggest surprise uh, from from me from this group stage. Um, Evo's a good player. He you know applies his trade currently for Dignitas. Uh, what do you what do you think of? Does anything stand out to you so far in uh, in in NA in the NA scene? I mean, it definitely feels a lot closer in the NA scene that does the EU scene. Um, and, you know, at least looking at these scores and these games, it, it was close series almost throughout, except for uh, Group B match uh, round one, where there was three straight sweeps. <laughs> but um, it definitely looks closer. Uh, you know, love seeing uh, Evo showing out, uh, especially for any Dignitas fans out there. They're probably looking for any uh, inkling of good news. So... <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Uh, glad to see him doing well. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, you know, first killer at the top, you know, who who surprised no one. Um, the one the one thing that first killer is not fourth killer in or fourteenth land, <laughs> I guess anymore. So <laughs> yeah, that we we were joking last week that we uh, we we single handedly uh, 
mocked Face Clan out of Rocket League. So fourteenth <laughs> clan know, is I, no more. I you know I I've, I've I've listened to the podcast. I I, I could agree. I, I think I can agree with that. <laughs> no one said that we did, but no one has said that we didn't. More importantly, so hey, there you go. Might as well take it. Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, with that, uh, players advancing to the playoffs for the upper bracket are first killers, CRR, Evo, Daniel. Oh, uh, I think your uh, mic went out there. Oh, did I die in my back? Uh-oh, I think I lost you. Oh, uh, you're back. Okay, <laughs> cool. That happens occasionally. It's stupid. But uh, <laughs> players advancing to the playoffs via the upper bracket are first killer, CRR, Evo, and Daniel. Players advancing to the playoffs in the lower bracket are Chronic, Wavy, AJ, Season 5, Cosmic, and qualifying for Stage 2 are Beast Mode and apparently Jack. Um, anything else that you uh, you, you have to say about any of the Salt Mine stuff or CRL in general? Uh, no, I, that is the one game mode I try to stay away from, uh, uh, fortunately. So <laughs> I, I don't have much to say there other than uh, it's... It's it's fun it's fun to watch. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and it's gotten a lot of exposure. And it's a nice little uh, way to keep the community active during this really long off season. It certainly is. It seems like the off season is never ending, as we still have another you know three full months plus of uh, no ROCS. So this will certainly do uh, go a long way to to tide everybody over. Um, but with that, uh, you can find all of Red's information in the description. Um, we'll put it in the episode description as well as we'll tweet it out here uh, later tonight. Um, also, look, uh, start looking forward to uh, Boost Over Ball participating in uh, the Bandits on Wheels tournament uh, that is partially tournament organized by iAtomic. Uh, we will see how that goes. You'll be able to watch our uh, our interesting run, I'll say the least, to uh, on Twitch. And uh, we'll tweet those links out as well. But with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, join our Discord, and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts as it really helps us out. Check out our YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, and a merch store that's inbound soon. All of these links and more can be found on our website at www.boostoverball.com. And from all of us here on the show, thank you. And as always, remember to choose Boost Over Ball. Thank you for listening to the Boost Overball podcast. Make sure to check out our website, www.boostoverball.com, and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts.